My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. You know, it's Brit here today once again, and I have an incredible guest coming on, Lee Love. You guys, his journey for photography started way back in high school when he realized he couldn't draw. (laughs) You guys, Lee is the founder of Photo Mentor Academy, and he is the host of the Radio Drama Show and the Art of Scene podcast. So welcome to the show, Lee. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come on here and, you know, talk to us about what you've got going on and we can really dive in deep into um, some of these topics. But before we get started, would you mind telling us a bit about your journey? If you want to take the next couple of minutes here to tell us how you got to where you are today and where it all started. Well, I've always been a creative person. And I, again, I loved art class in high school, but I couldn't draw worth a darn, which is what you were mentioning. So I figured, in, and I saw all these kids in uh, doing the yearbook stuff as photographers. I was like, I could do that. So I, uh, I, I, that's what I did. I picked up a camera, started learning, teaching myself photography. Next thing I know, I walked into a local um, studio and said, hey, you need somebody to sweep the floor? And they said, hey, do you know anything about processing film? I said, uh, actually, I do. They put me in the lab doing all their black and white processing, and it was history from there this love this i mean you had multiple careers like tv producer director national marketing manager for a three million dollar company like let's talk a little bit about that how did you keep getting all these gigs and now like just going all in and having these incredible experiences well actually the photography actually what took me into the television business because i really love photography and i saw i kind of was outgrowing a little bit i was doing working for a modeling agency, photographing young models and doing that kind of work. And that was interesting, but I found an opportunity <laughs> working for a local television station, um, an ABC affiliate. And I applied and I got the job and I was running camera, started doing that. And then they needed somebody to do audio. And so I started running audio and then running, doing directing shows. And the next thing you know, I got hired by a company, to, that was this is when ESPN was just getting started and they need somebody to help build a semi truck full of equipment so they could start producing live sporting events for ESPN and the different networks. And so I went to work for them and we I would travel all over the mainly the southeast doing um, I've done everything from arm wrestling for NBC to Super Bowl uh and sports production and uh, it's a so running all that's that became a problem solving job really because you know you're you got you got you're on site you got something that's not working right you got trying to figure something out and so um that gave me the experience to figure out how to solve problems quickly and easily and actually that took me into the computer business because i um, I started, I left that and started my own company booking crews for ESPN. So they'd call up and say, hey, I need a uh, an, an audio guy and four cameramen in Miami for tennis. So 
I needed a way to track that. So I bought myself an Apple II computer, built a database, and that taught me computers, really. So, I mean, I could go on and on, but it's just one thing led to another, it seems like. So, I mean, you're really creative. How does being creative like that, um, you know, how do you, I mean, with the creativity that you have, obviously that comes with confidence now, how do you, how do you teach people to go ahead and be, or what did you learn on your own um, when becoming confident and creative and just going all in? Well, that's a great question because I find a lot of people are, uh, look, the creative arts in general is a very personal thing. I mean, we, we put our heart and soul into it. We create these things and we're always nervous that someone's not going to like it. Uh, you send your proofs to somebody, your photos, I mean, you don't hear from them within an hour, you go, oh my gosh, they hate it. They don't, you know, but that's not the way it is. And so what I discovered is you have to focus on your, what you can do, what you're positive, what you're good at, and not focus on or, or dwell on the negative things that you're not good at. Um, and that's, that's, and then the other thing I teach people, I try and encourage new photographers by looking at what they're doing right and not what they're doing wrong. A lot of times you'll they'll go to into a Facebook group or something like that and they'll post a photo and you'll get a whole bunch of people commenting on, oh, it's this, it's that, it's and it's all technical. No one focuses on the creative or the composition aspects. And to me, the technical part is the easiest thing. It's just a button. You can just teach that to anybody. It's the learn to be creative is the hard part. And so that's what I focus on is really teaching people to be more creative and to do, learn or to take what's inside of them because we're all unique, our own backgrounds and how we're brought up and the movies and books and music we listen to all affects our creativity. 100%. How do you teach people to be more creative? What is your number one thing that you um, like, tell or good, even teach us something? Well, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good point. So um, I, first of all, yeah, you, you have to be, uh, you have to take your own view of the world. Everyone has their own perspective of the world from their viewpoint and you have to apply that. So for example, let's take a famous, any photographer, any Leibowitz or, um, um, you know, somebody that you, you know, if you look at their work it all, they get hired because of their vision the way they see the world. They're not hired because of what a camera they have or how sharp their images are. That's what you want to get hired for. So you want to infuse your work with that vision of the world, the way you see the world. That's one way, the easiest way to be to start to be more creative. Thank you for sharing, Lee. Yeah, I, now, I, the analogy I use is music, right? Lady Gaga doesn't care the Rolling you don't like the Rolling Stones and Rolling Stones don't care you like Lady Gaga, right? They each have their own unique style and they have to connect with the people that like that music. And that's what you should do as a photographer to be more creative. Right. Like not everyone's going to like it, but there's going to be a whole niche of people that will. That's so right. And in. that's what you, that's exactly. And so those are the people you want to try and seek out. Love this. Now, when seeking people at that, uh, tell me how that kind of relates to being a business owner and entrepreneur. I mean, uh, <laughs> You know, you, your specialty is in one area and you need to attract those people that are also aligned with it. So tell me a little bit about the lessons and experience um, that you can apply as a business owner, as an entrepreneur in order to, you know, really thrive. Well, thick skin is 
is uh, is something that's important um you know especially in a creative field because we're always afraid of rejection um and you know when as a commercial photographer doing advertising and editorial you know i meet with a lot of um advertising agencies and art directors and things like that and you're always uh, a feeling like you're being judged so the first thing is to realize that not everyone again is going to like your work so to way you have to um, you're also applying for you know a lot of us hate job interviews right well as a photographer you are applying for a job interview every client you talk to so the one of the things i would suggest is that Again, find a specialty, something that you do well, and concentrate on that. Um, one thing is, one of the mistakes a lot of photographers make is they try and be all things to all people. You can't do that. You have to figure out what you do best and find people that are that's the kind of work that they want. Let's say, for example, you're in an area where there's a lot of people that are in equestrian horse. Then go, then learn everything you can about horses and riding and that kind. Of, and then go to those kind of people and start offering your unique vision to them. Don't try and be a photographer to do everything from soup to nuts. It just is very difficult to be successful like that. It really narrow it down. How do you do that? How do you lessen or it's, not it's a good, that's How do a you great question. Yeah, it's yeah. a great question because one of the things I ask new photographers and I always get, it's kind of a setup, quite honestly, I'll say, well, what does he like to shoot? And I can guess what the answer is going to be. It's like, well, I like to shoot everything. Well, that tells me they haven't been photographed, haven't been shooting long enough. Because what happens is the longer you shoot, you try macro photography, eh, it's not. try astrophotography, eh, it's not that interesting. And what happens is after a while, I could describe it as what is it you're willing to get up at four in the morning and go do? And that's when you know you've reached your passion and the thing that you love to do. And if you find what you love to photograph, the kind of work you like to do, match that with a market that there's a need for then you can be successful in that so that's the trick is finding that niche of what you like to do um like for any other the second thing is never put anything on your website that you don't want to get hired to do so i've done a broad range of product i've i've done product photography catalog photography all kinds of but you will never see that on my website because that's not the stuff i want to get hired to do if they call me and ask me can i do it of course i can but the stuff i want to do is i want to photograph people that's what i love to work with and that's the stuff i love to photograph so that's the kind of work you're going to want to see and you're going to want to put on your website I find a lot of people when I go there, new photographers, I go to the website, has everything on travel, weddings. That just confuses the client. They don't know when to call you. Uh, again, analogies are good. If you go to a restaurant, you wouldn't go to a Chinese restaurant and go, how's your lasagna? Right? If you're in the mood for Chinese, you go to a Chinese restaurant. In the mood for Italian, go to an Italian restaurant. When you go to your website, I should immediately know what kind of photographer you are and what you're good at. Thank you. Yeah, you cannot be too broad. Because if you're broad in a business too, whether it's photography or whatever it is, you're going to be attracting probably lots of leads, but what quality are they? Are they aligned with what you're doing? Are you even actually able to help them? Well, they'll get disappointed the way that you want even, if they, even if they do hire you, then they'll find out, wow, it's not really, this person doesn't really do that much. And then they're going to be disappointed. But if you're right. somebody that loves that, does, that hires you because you're a great wedding photographer and you love weddings, that's going to make a big difference. I love it. So tell us a little bit about the um, steps um, mythology that you, you know, 
teach, okay. you have taught over a thousand, thousands of students all over the world. Tell us about that. If you want to just, uh, I just want to yeah. make sure my listeners know kind of what you, what you do and what you offer. Well, again, I looked, I spent a lot of time looking at new photographers. I've worked with them for decades and I, and I found a commonality. One is again, they're mostly overwhelmed with the technology. They, they, they go to YouTube and they find all these different videos and then they can't get their questions answered. They go to Facebook and they, they ask a question. And generally, you'll find 90% of the answers are all technical. Oh, this or that. That's not what they need. The cameras are becoming more and more. That was fine. We we're shooting film, you know, 30, 40 years ago. But now the cameras have become very sophisticated. So the trick in being is I focus on creativity first, the technology last. So STEPS stands for seam telling, exposing, processing, and then success. The seam is learning to see. I teach people, how do you recognize a photo? You don't even need a camera. Driving down a road, you see some cool light hitting something or a subject. Wow, that's an interesting place. You need to learn to recognize that. You need to be able to start to see and train your eye. I call it active seam. The next thing is telling a story. If you don't tell a story, if you don't connect emotionally with somebody with a photo, it's just a snapshot. What you want is someone that looks like, oh, it's a beautiful picture. It's not that it's beautiful in visually. It's beautiful that it connects. Someone's like, oh, I remember that place. I've been there or the, the, a person, that kind of. So telling a story is key to being a successful photographer. So those are the main two things I teach first. Then exposing which is the camera stuff. And again, that's really the easiest thing to do, in my opinion. The next one is the processing, post-processing software. That's where you take your vision and you translate it or you finalize it. You don't fix what's broken. You actually just finalize it. And that's a whole nother discussion. And that leads to success, in my opinion. So that's really the process I've developed. Um, most people do the opposite. They tell you, you got to start on manual. They're teaching you all this technical stuff. And what I've just, I've literally have had students that have just been in tears and ready to give up. They're just so upset. They've invested all this money and now they've been told all this stuff and they're just in tears because they're overwhelmed. And when I work with them, they're going, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. This makes so much sense. Love this. Thank you so much for sharing. Now, Lee, let's talk about your radio shows, your podcast. What were the intentions behind it and where are they at today? Well, I just started uh, something I'm very proud of and very excited about. It's called The Art of Scene. And The Art of Scene is unique. It's a radio drama just for photographers. And the reason I started it was because I've, I'm always looking for avenues and vehicles to educate new photographers. And, you know, I've got my, my photo mentor academy and all these other things. But so what I did is I created this um, radio drama, which follows this mythical character called Mackenzie. Um, it's a young photographer. She's from Ohio, and she's trying to become a professional photographer. And what the, the story is, you follow her on her journey, and you learn along the way. So I inject um, um, stories and things that I've experienced in my career, and also the things of, of students. So in the first episode, for example, she calls her grandfather because she's frustrated about this lighting situation. And her grandfather really simply explains this lighting and how to fix it. 
And I had one person write me and go, this is amazing. This is exactly the situation I was in. I can't believe this. This is ex what you described exactly fixed my problem. So that told me I'm on the right track. So that idea, so that's the, the impetus behind it. What I'm trying to do is really educate and entertain uh, people and make it fun. Amazing. This is great. Now tell me how it ties into the business. I mean, do you get people coming down the road and saying, you know what, I think I need to work with you. I know, like, and trust you because you're consistent within your, you know, your shows and they get to know you a bit better and learn um, something. Yeah. I, uh, some of that I have, I mean, I have a, a, a YouTube channels wall as well. You go to, you know, youtube.com slash at photo mentor. And I have hundreds of videos on there of all kinds of topics. And they see me on there. I probably, and they go, wow, this guy, you know, maybe they say they don't, he knows what he's talking about. Maybe they don't. I mean, everybody has their own opinion. But I think, and then I have a, a Facebook group, a, a private Facebook group that's invitation only. And those are people that I feel are struggling and, and I will help them in there. No charge, none of that kind of stuff, because I think it's really all about giving and helping people. And then from there, if they want more detail or want, like I have uh, clients that I consult with on software. I do remote uh, support for them all over the world, Australia, Romania, et cetera. Um, and so, you know, if they find that's what they need, then I can take it to the next level with them. As a coach, Lee, how, I mean, with working with, you know, new, new photographers and stuff like that, what do you find is the biggest challenge in 2023 with coaching? Oh boy. Um, I, you know, that's a double, it's kind of, there's two answers to that one would be my, you know, specific to the client or the person. The other one would be the industry in general and the industry in general. I personally am overwhelmed. I mean, everybody is doing, coaching and showing you hey you follow this and you're going to make a you know million dollars and you're going to get all this you know empowerment and i'm like oh my gosh my head's already exploded i'm so tired of, of seeing all that kind of stuff and that really overwhelms me so i know it must be overwhelming other people so from a coaching standpoint i think the noise level as i describe it, is pretty high that's the hard part and differentiating why you're different um from a student standpoint um, it's really an issue of just trying to get them to understand they can do this. It's not too difficult for them. They just generally, I find they just need a little bit of help and someone that cares about them. And that that's kind of my whole approach is, look, I care probably about more their photography more than they do sometimes. Um, and it's just an, uh, it's just a, the way I work. I just feel like giving is the way to to do coaching is really give myself, give them without expectations and see what happens. Amazing. I love seeing, so I love seeing other people successful, I guess is the bottom line. I just, you know, when you see them, the lights go on they're like, Oh, this is fantastic. That gives me a lot of um, joy out of that. I imagine. Yeah. Lee, honestly, it's, you know, when you're passionate about it, when you see someone else becoming successful, like that's your success too. Right. So it's incredible. Absolutely. Um, this is great. Now, Lee, what would you say with the noise, the whole noise thing? This is a really good topic I actually want to cover right now because I know a lot of the listeners feel the same way as to, you know, how to stand out in a crowd. Like when it's really noisy out there, how do, what would you say or what have you been doing to stand out from that, that, that noisy crowd? You know, there's a lot of different places people could go for, you know, coaching and stuff like that, but how do you get them to see the value in what you do? 
Well, the is first, by the first of all, you have to go light. to where they are, of course. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the problem. So if they're, again, we'll take it from a photography standpoint, it applies in, in coaching as well. If, if you find that your market is, um, you know, I don't know, 28 to 45 year old women, whatever, I'm just making this up as I go, you know, then find it. And then you find out what that demographic is, find out what their issues are as much as you can, and then figure out where they are. Is it online, offline, that type of thing? And then be, you know, present yourself in that area and be available in there. The second thing is your, as far as a message, which I think is probably what you're more concerned about, is you have to be unique and you have to be true to yourself because not everyone, and look, I know this as well as anybody, not everyone's going to agree with what I'm saying. I, you know, when I, when I talk about shooting on manual, I say, don't shoot on manual. But yet everybody else on YouTube will tell you how to get off auto. Why do I approach that? Because that's not the, you can go to manual anytime. The point is you got to be creative. That's the unique part. So you have to tap into what their need is, find out what they're really struggling with, learn their client and what their real issue is and address that. And I think that's one of the biggest problems. People don't do that. They're just kind of repeating what they hear. But they're not speaking, number one, from a point of experience, or number two, they're not addressing the need of the actual individual. They're just kind of the model of um, the old model of advertising where we're just like trying to get 50,000 views and then hopefully you'll get one or two people that like what you want is not the model to use anymore. You really got to narrow what I used to call narrow casting. I think that term's probably out of date now, but you want to find exactly those people that are you can tune into and like what you're doing and it connected with you. I mean, we've all heard, right, speakers that say the same thing we've heard other people say, maybe your spouse, maybe your friend, whatever, but they say it differently and somehow you connect with that. And that's, that's so I may say the same thing somebody else says, but for some reason, the way I say it, they may like the way I approach it as opposed to somebody else, so. Exactly. Yeah. You have to, I mean, if you can speak to them in a way, no one other, no one else can, it's just, that makes a, a heck of a difference, you know? So, yeah. so Lee, as um, you know, the founder of photo mentor Academy, let's talk about that. Now dive all in on that. I really want my listeners to know exactly, you know, anything about that Academy and how you could possibly help them. And, you know, you can take it from there. Well, um, again, the first thing I do is the steps methodology. So if that doesn't make sense, if you're, if you're, I tell people, look, if you are a pro or you're very technically what I call pixel peeper photographer, then this is probably not the course for you. That doesn't make sense. But if you're struggling and you want to be creative and you want to learn and you truly want to learn and figure out what your value is, then that's what I teach. And I'm, I'm a very hands-on personal kind of um, educator. It's not just taking a course and watching a bunch of videos. Um, I, I actually know probably everyone in my students. I, I know about their kids. I, I just take a personal interest in them because this is a very personal business that we're in. I'll reach out to them from time to time. You know, I ask, hey, so-and-so in Romania, how's it going? I know maybe they're dealing with an issue personally. What's, you know, just reaching out as a friend, not as a as a coach or a educator. And I think they appreciate that because I do. So for me, that's really what it's all about is um, it's not about the money per se. 
it's really more about seeing their success. If they're not successful, I take it personally. I love this. Lee, that's great. Now, I know that we kind of passed this topic. I know we touched on it a bit, but the Facebook group. Now, tell me about that group. I mean, yeah, that's a good is it, It's a really good way to grow business as well with the right people. So what were your intentions when you started it? And like, tell me, like, how is that going now? Well, that's a great question. You know, I, I got to tell you, I'm very schizophrenic about the whole thing because you know, I don't want it to be huge. I'm not a, I mean, it's not a cl- group I want a thousands of members in. I really wanted a group of people that were unique. So what I did, I'll be honest with you, I started, I started, I'm a member of a bunch of other groups and I would look and I would see people that are struggling and I would reach out them to, to directly. And I would say, Hey, I see what you're doing. Look, it, don't listen to these people. Let me, here's, if you have any questions, reach out. That's all I do. If they reply, I engage them. I help them for no no expectations whatsoever. And then if I feel they're really a seeker, someone that's looking to try and become more creative, I say, yeah, I tell you what, let me invite you to this group. It's invitation only. Um, fill out this application. Basically, I'm trying to find out what kind of problems they're having. It's very simple. And then I'll give, grant them to the group. If they don't fill out the form, they don't get in. I'll have a lot of people that request the application to the group or not, you know, to join, but they don't feel not willing to fill out the form, tell me what they're struggling with. They don't get in. So it's a very, I think we have about 300 members and it's a, a very close person. I do a lot of um, personal coaching in there and giving in there and answering questions. So um, it's a little bit unique and then I don't really want it to be big, but I, on one hand, I do want to help more people. So I don't know. I'm, I'm struggling with how to handle that, quite honestly. It's difficult, right? Because you don't want it over flooding with people that maybe are not the right fit for what you're trying to deliver the message to. But um, it's a great networking tool, too, right? I yeah, think. it is. It really is. I've met some great people and they'll they'll ask some very interesting questions in there. And I'm always willing to give as much answers. They'll they'll find I'll give much lengthier answers in there than I will anywhere else. In fact, it's a little overwhelming, but I find for me, I prefer to give people the why, not just the how. Mm-hmm. They'll ask a question. It's like not just how to do it, but let me tell you how to do it. But here's why you do it this way. And that's, I think, that's missing in a lot of people. They'll tell you the answer, but they won't tell you why that's important. So anyway, I use that Facebook group for that. And um, so. That's great. Now, if, Lee- uh, if anyone's interested in applying, I guess I should, if they want to go to photomentoracademy.com slash Facebook, I think is the URL, it will take you to the application. You can fill that out and, you know, you probably get in. Love it. Lee, where, what is your biggest focus in the next three to six months from today within the business? Oh, boy, that's a great one. Um, Well, the radio drama is my my baby right now. I'm really trying to get that going. It's uh, it's hard to write these stories because it's it's easier to produce them. I actually mm-hmm. have the, all the technology to produce them. You but do. Writing, writing them is difficult because I want to make sure it's it's genuine and it has that element of education in it. Um, so that's a big one. The next one is um, just growing what I'm doing, trying to reach more people, trying mm-hmm. to show them that they can be successful. Like everybody else, it's getting your message out probably. 
Absolutely. Yeah, it, it is it's the most common thing I hear. That's why I like to ask that question. Um, you know, yeah, the, biggest, and, you know, the biggest fear I think we all have, at least I do, is when do you quit? How much is enough, right? In other words, do you do go, 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 and then all of a sudden you find out, well, this isn't working. Well, is it not working because you haven't done it long enough? Is it not working because it's the right thing? And, you know, it's always the fear like, ah, oh, forget it. I'm just going to shut this thing down. And then three weeks later, it takes off, right? That kind of a thing. So well, it's, it's, so it's true. always a struggle as an entrepreneur to figure out when to stay the course and when to deviate. Well, and the thing is, they find like a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with is, you know, they're focused on a million different things. Well, this isn't working. So I got to try this thing. I Well, this isn't where I'm going to try this and this and this. And if you're just your focus, it's more of a focus issue as because if you do something for long enough, it probably will work. Right. But um, yeah. it's oftentimes we just give up right before it works or just focus on too many things at once. And then how is any of it going to work? Right. You know, it's interesting because the, the interesting thing about that is that I believe this is not rocket science. It's been proven. There are a lot of people that are making a lot of money doing a lot of different things. The model is out there. It's not new. If you just follow the model, I believe it will work. The problem is, are you willing to follow the model long enough? And don't try to reinvent the wheel. Right. <laughs> Right. I, I think that's the problem I've had in a lot of my business, entrepreneur business. I, was, I got this great idea. I'm going to invent this thing. Well, why? You know, don't invent this thing. Fix the problems that, are, that people have already. And then you have something to attract to run on. Well, at that end, you know, oftentimes people are like, well, I want to fix this in the business or, you know, I got to work on this next. But but instead of where, like, how, how serious are you about fixing the problem is another thing, right? Like, do you want this? Like, what will that change for you if you fix it now, opposed to leaving it for another year and being in the same spot, right? Like, so yeah. it's, um, that's another thing too, but Lee, I love what you're doing. And I think it's very unique. And I'm so happy you're able to come on the show today to share that with my listeners. I haven't had someone on the show share this kind of stuff before, especially in your particular, you know, expertise area with photography and everything tv directing and all that producing stuff that's really interesting to me so i just want to thank you again for taking the time to come on and i just want to give you the next minute here if there's any last bits or pieces you'd like to you know drop in for my listeners um now would be the time and the best way to reach you well i would say um again to be creative and to Follow your own unique vision. Find out what you love to do. And, and I don't mean just in general. I'm talking about photography. If you, you know, find. So quick question. I tell people there you have client work and then you have personal work. There doesn't mean you can't shoot what the, the client work and then have your own personal projects. I'm always working on a personal project, a concept of things I have. And that's where I experiment and try different things. You should do that as a photographer. I think you should do that as any creative position. So that's the first thing. The second thing is um, stick with it. You know, don't get overwhelmed by the technology. Reach out. There's help out there. People will help you. You don't don't worry about the put go to auto work on your vision and work on your creativity and how you see the world. And you will be more successful, even if you're just doing snapshots for your family. You don't have to be a professional photographer to have that kind of capability. And as far as reaching out to me, boy, I, that's there's a million ways to do that. Uh, Lee at photomentoracademy.com is probably the easiest one. Um, Lee at leelove.com uh, is my commercial site where my commercial advertising work is. That's an easy one. Um, probably either one of those. Or again, um, 
try out the Facebook group or YouTube. Um, photo mentor. He's got it all. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm search Lee Love. You'll find me somewhere. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, sorry, Lee, I cut you off. But go ahead and say the YouTube channel. No, that's okay. The YouTube channel is is YouTube.com/slash at Photo Mentor, and that's where I do. I have a lot of stuff going on there. That's probably a great place to start. Fabulous, you guys. Go check out Lee. He's got all the places. Even if you Google him, you'll find him. Thanks so much, Lee, for taking the time out of your day and group. If you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on just like Lee, uh, Lee Love did today, please go to top100interview.com. Let's talk about your podcast. Let's talk about the business challenges, wins. Um, we'll get into it, but we'll see you later, you guys. Thanks again, Lee. Catch you on the next episode. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.